Welcome to the Vantage Performance Podcast. I'm Phil Dobby. And in September last year, Parliament passed the new Safe Harbour legislation, making it easier for directors to allow their company to trade on when there's a question mark over the solvency of the company. So six months on, is it working as intended? Well, to answer that question, Michael Fingland is with me again, Executive Director and CEO of Vantage Performance. Now, Michael, of course, the idea was behind this safe harbour legislation to ensure that companies could be saved so they didn't go into administration early if that company could be turned around. And we've spoken uh, twice before about the uh, safe harbour regulations, once before it was introduced and then one just as it was introduced. So now... Uh, it's time for a bit of an operational update. And I guess the big question is, uh, is it working or, or is it working as intended? Yeah, good morning, Phil. And just to do a quick recap, I mean, the whole idea of Safe Harbour <clears throat> and where it's been uh, launched around the world and particularly in Australia is all about changing director behaviour. It was positioned as an early intervention tool uh, to ensure, as you say, for directors to put their hands up earlier, get that help they need to restructure the business and get it back on track. And now that we've seen it, you know, in, in practice, it's it's really interesting how it's being used, and it's being used in some un, un, unusual, unexpected ways. But it's 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 really fascinating and, and encouraging to see how how quickly it's being adopted by all the various stakeholders. Right. So it's not just the case of the company that's in trouble and uh, the bank who's uh, lent them money. There's there's other stakeholders involved as well. Yeah, that's right. I mean, the banking fraternity, if you like. Um, we're always going to be the biggest drivers of this because, you know, let's face it, <laughs> they've got the ultimate power with the debt they've got to each, each client. And what's been really encouraging as we've been you know, presenting to, to the workout teams, branches, you know, other financiers, mezzanine financiers, specialist working capital financiers around the country, is they're seeing, as, 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 as we have, that this is, it can be used as a lead generation tool so it's actually being used to enhance a credit application, if you like, to get a new deal across the line or an incumbent client some, some additional funding. Um, and Or, or, or if, if, if a financier's got a client that, you know, is going to do this, is going to do that and keeps promising to make some significant changes and they're not, but they keep asking for additional assistance, financiers are using this as a tool to say, well, show us that you really mean you're going to do what needs to be done. You go into Safe Harbour and we'll give you the funding that you need. Well, I guess, I mean, it means anybody who's uh, who's lent money. I mean, there's a ch- an opportunity now for them to be more yep. lenient rather than sort of doing something gra- rash, like pulling the money it's, back. It's changing it altogether. And, and, you know, the other big one, the ultimate biggie, is, is all about client retention because you know, no bank wants you to fail. You know, accountants and lawyers, you know, it's tough to win clients. So everyone around the client wants that business to survive. And, and, and thrive. So the most pleasing and transformational thing that's happening is it's just changing the conversation. Uh, by the stage, you know, the, the, the financier, lawyer, accountant, whoever is around the directors, that they already know what their key challenges are, right? So, so the conversation's going you know, like this, uh, is that they say, have you heard about the new Safe Harbour uh, regime that's come in place? It's there to provide protection to, to businesses that are going through a turnaround or a restructure, and you've got ultimate protection from a insolvent trading along your father regime. Would you like to talk to an advisor who can assist you? That is a much easier conversation to have than saying, hey, we want you to go and see a you know insolvency practitioner or even like us, go and see a turnaround practitioner. Safe Harbour is, is an even softer entry. So you've got relationship managers who, you know, and, the, and the biggest issue in, in banking is getting the client to uh, acknowledge early enough that they need some assistance. And even if you it might otherwise get in there, it might have taken three to six months of relentless sort of, you need to see someone, you need to see someone. Whereas now, they're, they're, they're 
uh, taking up that advice much quicker, which is which is the ultimate holy grail for, for for people in our space. If you can get in three three months, one month, six months earlier than you otherwise would, it just makes a world difference. Your turnaround success rate goes up dramatically because you've got more options. So you're talking about big behavioural change here, really? Yeah, it's it's really pleasing to see what's how how this is unfolding because the three big things had to change in our view um, for turnaround culture to really take off. First is a big change in bank behaviour, which we've seen in the last five years. They've, everyone is, is heavily supporting workouts over, over insolvency, which is awesome. The second big one was greater access to turnaround funding, which is now in place, and Safe Harbour is actually going to advance that. There's more players around the, around, around the market to, to provide that mezzanine top-up working capital to, to get a business through a tricky situation. And then regulatory change, which is Safe Harbour. So to go away from the old stick approach, which was, you know, if you're insolvent trading, we'll whack you. Uh, to a carrot approach, which is you do the right thing and you're totally protected. So those three things now are happening and, and Safe Harbour is that third key uh, pillar, if you like, to, to, to really change um, that, that directive behaviour, which is what it's all about. And we're already seeing not only changing directive behaviour and directors taking this, this option up earlier, um, the financier community uh, particularly. So when a financier is now looking, and there's, there's a couple of financiers that we know already who are using this as a precondition. So if a funder is going into a distressed situation to provide the, the, the turnaround capital that, that, that's needed, um, but also from an equity point of view, um, one of their conditions of, of the new money is that the board, board goes into a safe harbour um, protection uh, mechanism. Because, again, it's, it's used as a credit enhancer, but it shows a commitment and it shows that they're going to do what needs to be done because to stay in safe harbour, you've got to keep working on that plan. So it's already changing the front-end process. We're already seeing as well um, when you've got a financier or a group of financiers with a, with a client that might have some breaches or some looming breaches, uh, one of the conditions of ongoing support for that client, whether they're in a formal standstill, you know, payment plan is, is a simple way of calling a standstill or a, or a waiver of covenants, whatever, whether it's a formal or, other, or, or informal standstill uh, situation, the incumbent financiers um, are now thinking about, which is great because we've been encouraging this, to consider as a condition of ongoing support and a change to their facilities that the board goes into safe harbour. Because it not only protects the directors, but also to protects de facto directors or shadow directors as well. And the banks are always a little bit nervous it's never happened, but there's always that contingent sort of risk that could a bank be seen to be or a financier be seen to be a shadow director. So this just provides protection for, for anybody around that space. So that's really – I didn't expect to see that happen so quickly, but that's, that's already starting to happen. And how's what about so your I mean your sector though you know the turnaround specialists are you seeing mm. a, a big increase because obviously that's great for you but but even it's even better for the companies that you're working for I mean if we're seeing a big rise in in uh, in your sector mm. then presumably we're seeing a lot of businesses saved that's right and that's what it's all about Safe Harbour is a very simple it's best practice management and it's a compliance process you now one of one of the one of the um, audience members in one of our presos he just said halfway through this is just best practice management I said you're absolutely spot on. Because you've just got to have financials, three ways, cash flows, a plan, evidence you're working on a plan. You've got to have your tax lodgements on time, your employee entitlements paid on time. The big difference is you've got to have a qualified advisor, you know, a turnaround advisor that is from outside working with you. So it's it's just best practice management. So um, so we're seeing seeing that 
you know, slot into phase one in a typical turnaround. All it is is adding another element to a normal turnaround process. It's it's nothing huge and, and, and burdensome. But what happens when you've got a, a situation where you've got a company where perhaps before uh, the, mm. the senior team were at loggerheads? You know, part of their problem was they couldn't agree the way out. Is it is it helping that sort of situation? Is it bringing things it, to it a will. head? It will, because to get into a, into safe harbour protection, you have to have consensus on a plan. No. So spot on. You know, so we're seeing it roll out in the traditional way, but the really interesting couple of takes on this is um, it's being used. So if you've got a company going through mm. um, a distressed M&A process, you know, they, they can't turn the business around. Their last chance, their whole marry is to sell the business. Um, and we've seen this uh, where the board has decided just in case as a backup, let's go into safe harbour while we go through the sale process. Because if it doesn't work, we're into VA straight away. So we'll, they want to be protected on the way through. So it's being used there. Uh, another one where the, the company has gone through two rounds of venture capital funding uh, and the board isn't yet comf- supremely confident that they'll get the next round away. And they're obviously still in burning cash mode. So they're going mm-hmm. into safe harbour to protect the directors just in case they don't get the next round of funding away. Again, so they've got protection. So it's been used already, you know, only a few months in, and it's been used in those creative ways. Another company in WA used this. They were trying to negotiate with their creditors and they just weren't getting the message through that we need to do this. So they publicly announced that they're into a safe harbour process to, to use that as a negotiation tool to, to show their stakeholder group, we're not bluffing, we, we need to do this. So it's being used strategically, it's being used as a what if um, uh, tool, but also in the, in the plain vanilla way of just supporting a normal turnaround process. So does everyone get it? Does everyone understand the process? Everyone who needs to understand oh, the process? Are they, yeah, are they, look, it's, are they, are they yeah, communicating it's it well? It's as, patchy. Mm. Yeah, I mean, some some firms are sitting back saying, we're not doing this at all. Others are saying, well, let's just sit on the sidelines for a while. Others are jumping in like us. Um, but, but really pleasingly, we're seeing the take up amongst the financier community, the, the big banks, uh, the mezzanine funders, the specialist working capital providers, they, they're getting it because they can see that <laughs> the age-old old tool, what's in it for them, right? Mm. They can see that this is a lead generation tool. They can see this is going to enhance the credit quality of their clients. And ultimately, it's a client retention tool. It's the ultimate client retention tool if a client gets into trouble. So it's resonating. It's cutting through, and uh, you know, and, which is awesome. And how long can you stay in it for? Multiple years. That's the beauty of it. Um, so as long as you keep meeting the test, you know, is our plan reasonably likely to be be better than immediate liquidation of VA and you're doing your other compliance steps, uh, you, you can stay in this forever. You can stay in a turnaround and some turnarounds are multi-year turnarounds. So you can stay in it for, 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 for theoretically for, for many, many years. And the really interesting thing here, Phil, is, is it's also being starting to be talked about for healthy companies because, again, it's best practice management and would non-executive directors looking to come on a board get greater comfort uh, if a board already has a safe harbour protection mechanism in place because to, you know it's safe harbor whilst it was designed to help businesses that get into that into that gray area there is no reason why you couldn't do it for a, a normal business where you might be in an industry where you could get sideswiped by something from left field right so it's a form of protection then isn't it really so it, it, it's a backup right? yeah yeah so what if, what if the directors uh, decide that uh, you know given all the evidence they still don't want to uh, join the process i guess i guess it's just life as it was before Life as it was before, and if the business is in that murky area or it's it's crossed over that line, then they then they're in dangerous territory mm. uh, of you know a liquidator looking at them down the track, saying, "Well, your plan didn't work. Now we're coming after you." So, so 
that's what we're seeing already. Directors are duty-bound to look at this. And another really interesting development that we saw, not development, but, but issue that we saw before it even went live is, is will directors, particularly listed companies, right? Um, because that's where your, 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 your litigation funders and your, and your litigation lawyers will be looking at this like a hawk. Are directors duty-bound to look at Safe Harbour to see if the businesses or the directors are eligible before they go into a VA process? Because if they jump into VA too soon and there's no evidence that they assessed Safe Harbour, are they at risk of being sued by aggrieved stakeholders for loss of value? Mm. You just watch the litigation funding crowd, watch that space because it'll be a lay-down misere for loss of value um, if they haven't even considered whether that would be available yeah. to them. Well, that's, and, that's, and then that is a good that is a good outcome. I mean, no one no one likes people to be overly litigious, but in the, mm. in that circumstance, makes perfect sense. That is a really good outcome. It does. So, and, and you know what? That, that you know, the threat of being sued for not looking at it, what it's going to do is 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 amplify the take up of safe harbour even more. At least mm. the assessment, mm. you know, and it's it's a two to four week assessment process. Again, it's not difficult. It's just a process. It's a checklist process, a compliance process. So. Again, at least if a business does need to go into a VA process, uh, at least there's there's been a chance for a safe harbour process and a look at a plan to see if there is another way around this. Because often a lot of directors, you know, if you don't do this every day of the week, you, know, you don't know what's available. And there are so many levers you can pull if you're a specialist in the space to get a business out of out of the quagmire that it's in. So, and most directors are just not aware of all the levers you can pull. So you've given us all the good news there. So has there been any downsides, mm. any un- unforeseen downsides? None. Mm. None. Isn't that, uh, all, that never happens. Awesome. <laughs> no, but but th- there'll be in time directors who've gone into the process and haven't followed the process. Some might look at having a crack at them later on. But yeah, but that's but just that's, the nature of business and the the nature of law, yeah. isn't it? That could happen for anything. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much, Michael. Mex. Uh, it looks like it's been a, an overwhelming success. Thanks for bringing us up to date on it. Cheers, Phil, and uh, look forward to our next podcast. Yeah, and that will be, by the way, five ways to improve your banking relationship. It's always best, of course, to stay on the good side of your bank, and we'll tell you how to do it next time on the Vantage Performance Podcast with Michael Finling. I'm Phil Dobby. We'll see you next time. 